check, check, check. Say something. Yo, really? yo, 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 yo. What I say? Yeah, I can yo, hear you Shanyan. now. <laughs> yo, um, <Shanyan. clears throat> so what I noticed on the on the on the last week's episode, which people fucking love, is that we didn't touch too much on um on ball of destruction. I kind of skipped to drop him any suckers, and we mentioned it for a second, but um, right. you recorded that record so young, man. So like. How old were you? Was that we we were actually nine when you did that? No, I was uh twelve. Okay, twelve. Still, I, I, would, I would have been twelve. Yeah, it's still fucking crazy young. Yeah, still so yeah, it's young. Yeah, it was eighty eight. We recorded it in eighty eight, and it dropped in eighty nine. And Don Furies. Don Furies, and like being twelve years old and going to the studio, I I I don't know what that even be like. Like, you never been to a studio before, and they have to record some vocals and and sing like. Do you remember that experience at all? No, was it you too young? Yeah, I do. I, you know, I feel like I had been to Don Fury's um, for something else. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. No, that might have been my first time at Don Fury's, but I think I may have been to a studio because I was with AF when they recorded Liberty and Justice. Gotcha. Remember that record? Of course. Um, I was with them. It was in Ithaca, New York. Okay. upstate and i drove with my brother and al peters who was playing bass at the time um to, to ithaca and i actually remember that very vividly because we stopped at a gas station to get to on the way up and i walked behind the car it was like this el dorado this old school car and i cut my leg I sliced my leg wide open on a rusty, uh, on a thing, like a rusty piece of metal that was sticking out of the car oh, and I needed to go get stitches. Yeah. They, they, so we got, we diverted and had to go to the hospital to get stitches on my, on my leg. Fuck. Um, but that was, I think the first time I ever went to a studio. I'm pretty sure that was the first time. Um, and then after that was ball destruction. Yeah. I which mean, it was a little different kind of studio. <laughs> yeah, but you're like yeah, you're in your studio with your brother, like while he's recording. So, are, are you really like, are you watching the whole process of it? Or you just like a kid doing kid shit while it's happening. You know what I mean? Like both. Yeah, both. I mean, I think this, the process intrigued me even at that age. Yeah. Well, you know, you're also a kid. You're also a kid, so you get distracted and start doing kid shit. You know. Yeah. Um. But but the process did 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 fascinate me, and I played the gong on that record, by the way. You did. <laughs> yeah oh, I have credit I'm a fucking professional gong player oh my god dude do you remember <laughs> what song that was for or no it's on the record it's like the end of uh, it's like the either the beginning or the end of the record where you oh, just shit. I think it's the end you yeah. just hear the gong go <laughs> like it's over and that's me sick infamous uh, um, <laughs> so but, but recording those but recording and doing vocals at that age <clears throat> was, was somebody there like coaching you and stuff we just did it and these guys didn't coach me for shit. Mm. Um, I, I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they didn't coach me. Um, but it was just basically like, hey, you got to yell this out. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, how do you coach hardcore? I mean, you know, I, know, I feel I like know. no one in hardcore knows how to properly sing or whatever yell. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard to really teach someone that, and you either kind of belt it out. Or you don't. It's like you either got it or you don't kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew the songs because I, you know, I've been around AF. So it was just a matter of like learning the lyrics or whatever. Yeah. And which were very, very simple. Basic, yeah. And very basic. And then just like belting it out as best I could. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure like Roger and Vinny encouraged me like, yeah, kid, you know, yell it out. But mm -hmm the pressure is on because it's like, this is two track live. So there's no like, uh, Oh, that sucks. You're going to do it over like over and over and over and over again. Kind yeah. of deal. You know, yeah. it's like, you're going to kind of go for it. Uh, time is money. And it's all like two track live, like wild style. Like everyone's playing at once. It's like a live show in the mm -hmm. studio. Yeah. And you got to get the best out of like, that round, you know? Yeah, give it I mean, all you maybe got. Maybe you can go through the set. Yeah, you got to give it all you got. It's like kind of like, yeah, you're not going to go and, and edit it and Pro Tools, anything, none of that. 
Yeah. So, but that's kind of the fun of it too. Totally. And then when and then that came out not too how long after that did that come out before um Drop Mini Suckers? Of course. 89. So, wow. it would have been 3 years before. Okay. Yeah. And really not much happened to be honest after that. Like Yeah. It was like it was like what it was. It was like a novelty thing. Um I did it, a bunch of old AF songs, some unused, some used. And I think it made its rounds, but it's not like I was touring in support of all destruction, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was like kinda like just floated for a while for a bunch of years and like it became this thing where it's like, oh, this little like maybe a collector piece or whatever where people are like, Oh, this is Roger's little brother on this thing, you know, and it's like Yeah, like a novelty. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, it wasn't like we were an active I mean, we did in the eighties I did do a show where AF was supposed to play and, and something happened and some of the guys couldn't make it, so it turned into a Madball show and it was basically the Madball lineup. It was Roger Damn. on bass, Vinny Vinny on guitar, Will Shepler on drums and me singing and we did a lot of those mad mad ball songs yeah so i would say it's like new rochelle new and rochelle, um yeah. yeah i think it was streets new rochelle okay. like up upstate you know yeah and um i think that that would have been the first official or unofficial mad ball show and then there was very sporadic after that it wasn't like you know, we were active. It's like sometimes if like you Wikipedia something or whatever, mm-hmm. you Google stuff, it's like, they were inactive since 89. It's like, no, I wasn't active, dude. I was 12 years old. <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I was a kid, you know, I was like, yeah. I, I was going to school and, and doing the normal thing and then going to New York, you know, in the summertime, you know, it was yeah. like that style. I wasn't really, I wasn't out and about in a band touring the world, you know, at, yeah. at eight, in 89. Yeah. That happened after dropping many suckers. That that yeah. happened like ninety two and on is when that kind of stuff started happening. We started hitting the hitting the road, you know. Yeah, because when ninety two and on, but then but then when did uh um, drop any suckers come out? That came out ninety two. Ninety two, ninety two. Okay, okay, yeah. Yep. And then the first map. So I would say, yeah. After dropping many suckers, we started to book like more proper shows, like around New York, and 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 then uh, we went to Argentina. Just off of dropping many suckers, set it, set it off wasn't even out yet. Okay. Um, we had gone to Europe with AF in ninety two, ninety three era. Yeah. You know, so like ninety two, ninety three was when the torn really kicked off, and I would say it was the real time that Madball actually. Became established an actual bands. band, yeah, yeah, an yeah. actual band, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then set who produced the set it off record? Do you remember? Um, Jamie Locke. Okay, I never Jamie Locke. He was yeah. like engineer slash producer, you know. Yeah. Um. And uh, I mean, and and there was stuff that was like Matt Henderson was like very hands on. Um because he was the most knowledgeable about music and yep. structure and just everything, you know, sonically, everything, technically, he was like the most sound guy. Um, everyone had chimed in Hoya, Willie, yeah. you know, myself, you know, but, uh, I would say if any other producing credit would go to probably Matt, but it was mainly this cat, Jamie, Mm-hmm. who I think also did Demonstrate My Style, I think, too. Yeah, he did. He did Set It Off and Demonstrate My Style, Jamie Locke. And Shout out to Jamie Locke. Yeah, where, where, was that, where was that studio at? Both were in Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. Different, par- different parts of Mass, but both in that area. Like, one was like Cape Codish kind of area. Yeah. And one was like, I don't remember where. But in mass, it's funny how all our records, not one of our records has ever been recorded except for the two like early releases, Ball Destruction, Drop Many Suckers. After that, everything's been recorded outside of New York. I know. It's crazy. I was thinking about Don Fury was like the main, the main dude in New York, I guess, you know? And yeah. Then, I mean, yeah, there wasn't really a, a, like after Don Fury's there for a while there, there wasn't really places to go. Right. Yeah. 
it's, that were like reasonable money wise that were affordable for us. Yeah. yeah, it's strange. Everybody left the city for that, but um, that, yeah, I, I yeah. think a lot, I think like Normandy Sound that was another spot too. I think we're sick of it all went. That well, was, that's Jamie. Okay, Jamie's from that camp. Okay, he, got you. He used to work. What's the main camp? What's the main cat from Normandy? I don't know, man. Remember Tom Sword? Tom, is it Tom, Tom Sores? That's it. You're right. That's it. Okay. I want to say that I could be wrong, um, but I want to say that Jamie Locke worked with Tom Sores. That's okay. kind of like from that camp. Yeah. And so, because he had worked on other heavy stuff, like maybe even like a Chromax record. I don't know. Um, so he had experience. Um, but he didn't look the part, man. He looked funny. He was like, yeah, like feathered hair, like 80s style feathered wow. hair. Um, big glasses, like look like regular dude, like super regular. But he knew, <laughs> you but he, know? But he, I wonder how you guys found that guy. Seems so random. Super vanilla looking. But like, I don't mean that disrespectfully because yeah. he he's a sweet, sweet guy and very, very talented engineer. Just a normal but dude. Yeah. Like, normal as hell, man. Like yeah. really normal. Yeah. And we used to like bust his chops about it, and like we go back and forth. But he was funny; he had a sense of humor. He was he's he's, he's a cool cat. He could roll with it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder how um, someone found but him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We found him through I forget how we found him through the label, through Roadrunner mm. somehow. And then also your videos, and, your 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 videos. I was thinking about the other day when you talk about it. Like, your Drew Stone did your videos, right? Yeah, remember uh, when we talked about. I was telling you that he used a lot of leftover tape. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah, I wasn't even, I wasn't even kidding. It was like film. Cause Drew Stone had his, his film company, you know, and he was doing a lot of those biohazard videos, right. and a few Onyx ones and yeah. other ones. He, did, he was doing a bunch of shit. He was doing well at the time. He was real yeah. popular with the videos. And, um, he used that leftover role, you know, leftover film from that. Mm. And, uh, and like do videos for us. Did gotcha. he did down by law and pride? Yeah, those are sick videos too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the down by law and one. The down by law one was like right. I, I can I can envision that actual right around alley. The, yeah. You know the alley. We have walked through it many 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 times. Mm -hmm. It's like when you cut when you're going to like Soho from like Little Italy. Yeah. Uh, you cut you cut through to like. Maybe West Broadway, you cut from like Mulberry to like West Broadway yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jersey Jersey Alley, I want to say. I love to see what that and it was like, looks like now. It's a random alley, you know? Like, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, I wonder how many people got stabbed up and fucked up in that alleyway. Who knows? I know. And I wonder, like, um, how the alley even looks right now to this day if it's even fucking. Who, who knows? There's probably a coffee shop right in the middle of it somewhere, like right in between Mulberry and wherever else. It's like tape. Like nah, I mean, uh, West Broadway. It's probably like a little coffee shop right there. There's like tables <laughs> with with umbrellas out in the alley. You can sit in the alley and drink yeah, coffee. Yeah, exactly. It's like a little espresso. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, okay, now, now I, think, I think that's the main stuff that I wanted to talk about was the 70s stuff. But now... Um, I usually I, I forgot to ask you these questions at the end of the interview. I've been doing that with everybody, but like, do you have any do you have any regrets? It's a hard no. question. It's a hard. Wow, that's a that's wow, just like Zero. that. That's sick. You like the well, second yeah, person that said that actually. Yeah, I have zero regrets because I've learned that everything that happens led me to where I am now. You know, and it's, it's even the bad shit, like even getting mm -hmm. in trouble, even getting locked up. Yeah. Um, even the band going in hiatus, you know, I would have never met, you know, Lisa. Yeah. Hiatus when that happened, and I was just getting out of being, you know, uh, doing my little skid bit that I did, and like, you know, and then musically speaking, just I don't know where, you know, it just nothing would be if you changed one little thing. Who knows? Change the whole course of everything. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So we, I, I say no to that. Wow, I like that. Will you? I regret certain things I've done. You know, I I I I feel bad about things I've done. Like anyone, you know, I knew mm -hmm. everyone has their little personal regrets about totally this bad decisions they made or mistakes that they made. Of course, but yeah, I wouldn't go back and change my life 
if I had the choice because I can't, nah, I wouldn't do that. Were you did did you ever have did you have a lot of fear when you came out of um when you came out of your like vacation when you came home from vacation did you, did you have a lot of fear of going back there like did you like I, like, uh, I was fearless yeah I was an asshole mm. um not to say that I'm a fearless person and I'm not afraid of anything no I have my anxieties and my shit like everyone else man the thing is I at that in that time period I was in a different state of mind and I was doing goofy shit even when I got out. Mm-hmm. So obviously I wasn't afraid to go back in True, because I wouldn't have been doing the stuff I was doing. Yeah. You know, I was doing, you know, some not, not, you know, uh, I, I was living a lifestyle that was definitely not suitable for someone that's on probation and definitely just not healthy in general for anyone. Yes. Um, in every way, you know, it's not, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, you're out and about, you know, trying to make money however you can, a little yeah. hustling, a little this, a little that, drinking, dabbling in this and that. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a miracle that probation, it's an actual miracle, you know, somewhere along the line, I met Lisa and that was a big help because yeah. she started to steer me away from the streets because I was you, head on in the streets. When deep. I got out, yeah. I went full force. You know, instead of going backwards and going, oh, man, I, I, you know, I only did, you know, I only did a little bit of time. Could have been worse. I could have hurt someone. This, I could have hurt myself. You know, instead of and I did think about those things. It's not like I was like some cold blooded, you know, Mm -hmm. cold hearted person that didn't think about, uh, you know, my actions or anything. It's just just where I was at in my life at that time. You know, unfortunately, I just was in a funky state of mind man i was just like not ready to leave that sort of lifestyle street life mm-hmm. yeah and did you feel like i wasn't did, ready is it maybe because you really had no issues in there and you made it through like you held your own while you were there and you felt kind of invincible maybe or no well i wouldn't say i felt invincible i definitely held my own yeah and i definitely did i definitely did okay in there you know and that's because i carry myself a certain way i'm respectful yep but I'm also assertive if I need to be, you know, I, I, yeah. I give respect. If I get it, I give it and vice versa. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I don't buy, I mind my business. I don't, I don't mess with people unless they mess with me. You know, I, 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 I do me. I, I, I mind my business. You know, and those are like kind of the laws of like when you're in those situations, you know, and those are the laws of the street, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you mind your business, keep your mouth shut. You know, don't get involved in people's business. Don't be a rat. Don't be a fucking, you know, like simple mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you got to stand up for yourself, you do it in an assertive way where it's like people are going to go, oh, shit, this guy needs business. Yeah. So I had all those things covered, not trying to big myself up. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's what it was. And yeah. so... I was good. I was good. You know, I had my own, at one point I had my own phone, kind of more or less. And like, I, I was chilling, you know, but I didn't want to go back. I didn't yeah. necessarily want to go back. And I definitely didn't want to go back and end up going upstate because I would have probably ended up going upstate and doing a couple of years because of a violation. And, you know, I didn't want to do that. No, but I wasn't behaving in a way, in a logical you know, I wasn't being logical. I was not behaving in a way where, you know, I wasn't behaving like someone that was concerned about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know why that is. We, that, you know, something in my brain just kind of was like, you know, you're not doing music. You're not, you don't want to do a nine to five. You're just going to see where this other road takes you. And it's like, we know where it takes us, but mm-hmm. you still, I mean, maybe I had some angels looking out for me. You know, Lisa was a big factor, like yeah, I said. Yeah. A few, a, you know, right out, you know, in, in, in the mix of that. Huge, huge contributing factor. Um, yeah. And then and then other things started happening. The music came back, you know. Madball came back. Uh, Hazen Street popped up. Yeah. And then those things slowly, gradually started pulling me away from that mm-hmm. really... Uh, self-destructive lifestyle that I was living in. You know, were you scared? Were you scared when you had to go in there? And also my second part to that question is like, how soon after you find out you have to go, 
have to go there? Do you have to get your shit together? You, get before sent- you-, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, they give you time, you know, like you go to a bunch of things and then you go to a bunch of like hearings or whatever. You, you, you know, I knew what I was, I knew what I was getting, you know, I plead out to what I plead out to. So I knew what was coming. Um, it was pretty clear cut, you know, I knew. And then it was like, okay, your sentencing is such and such date, you know? And then basically when you do that, you know, like, all right, they're going to take you in and then you start your shit. Yeah. So I mean, you kind of know when you're going to go and and get and get cuffed and put in there, you know, you know, because I was out fighting it. I was out on bail fighting my case, you know. Okay. And like I I sent you this picture the other day from the um, H2O Ice Cube video shoot and you were so jacked. I wasn't sure if you were jacked before you went in or when you came out, but you were so jacked. Okay. That was right before. That was like, yeah, I think I was even during that video. I don't know if that had happened yet, but it was like in that time period. Damn. It was like, I think it was. I think actually the case was going on. Um, and then soon after that video, I probably, you know, ended up going in and doing my, my you know, my, my little, my little, uh, my little skin bit, they call it. And then, um, yeah, but I was jacked as a motherfucker. Yeah. You were. <laughs> to you, answer your question. Yeah, you were. That was the, that was the heaviest I had ever been, man. That was, that was the heaviest. You know, I was on creatine. I was Damn. like, I was, I had youth on my side. I had, yeah. uh, I was, you know, evolving. I was growing. I was at my age, you know, I was early twenties. So I was at that age where you start to bulk up and all that shit, you know? Yeah. So, so I, uh, I was bulking up and I, uh, you was getting prepared mentally and physically. Yeah everything you know and and it didn't hurt going in because you know feeling strong you know when you're going into a situation an unpredictable you know situation that you don't know what's going to happen how things are going to play out it's always even psychologically it's good you know to feel like strong yeah i mean can you can Um, can you really mentally prepare yourself for that or you just no you can't um and guys will tell you, other guys that have been in that situation will tell you the same. And guys that have been in the same or worse, way worse situation. It's like, you can never prepare yourself for that. It's like, put the cuffs on and it's just like, all right, you know, that's, you're going into it, you know, that's it. You know, you're yeah. not, you, you're going to lose your freedom. You're going to you lose your freedom for X amount of time. So, and then you don't know what you're going to walk into. You're going to walk into a place that's going to be wild. You got to prepare for that. You got to be like, all right, I'm going to do this, this, and that. The minute I get in there, you know, because it's like, and there is an element of fear. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care the hardest guy in the world. Yeah. Well, you have to have fear kind of is a necessary thing. You know, you, you know, yeah. fear, you know, will ignite the fight or flight thing. And then, you know, you got to fight your ass off because you ain't flying nowhere. Exactly. And did you, um, do you have a roommate? You had a roommate too. Once you get in there, you get like, like a cellmate or something. I was in a dorm. Okay. I was in a dorm. Yeah. I would. I didn't high, high, have high classification because, believe it or not, I didn't have like a, a big record. Okay. Um, I, I, I. That's part of the reason why I didn't do a lot of time. That's, yeah. Um, because I didn't have an extensive record. That's not saying that I never got into trouble. Yeah. Um, it's never got thankfully, caught. a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, a lot of times you got away with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's guys to this day who've never had cuffs on their hands and have done some fucking naughty things. Yeah, man. Um, so we always thought we were, wow, you know, we were slick, you know, mm-hmm. until you until you get caught. Yeah. Um, but but the thing is, I didn't have a long rap sheet. You know, I wasn't like a jailbird in and out. I had been arrested. I had actually been to Rikers Island before. Yeah. But that case got dismissed. Um, it was like an assault thing. Mm. And we just wrote it out, wrote it out, kept our mouth shut, wrote it out, kept our mouth shut, wrote it out. Yeah. And eventually my lawyer, my lawyer got the case dismissed. Wow. Because they didn't have physical, they didn't have physical evidence that I had hit anyone or anything. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was the days, it was the days before cameras everywhere. Yes. And phones. So you had more of a chance of getting away with shit. Yeah. So I had had a couple of dismissals before that, but I didn't have like, and so those go off your record because it was, it was when I was younger. So it was sealed. Okay. So 
coming into it as an adult, I didn't look so bad, you know, because I didn't have this long sheet, you know, all my shit was like when I was younger. Gotcha. Um, so technically I had no record and that helped me immensely because okay. I wouldn't have gotten the deal that I got if I would have had a long record, if I, if I, I wouldn't have got the deal I got, you know? Yeah. Because is, is it in the state of New York, it's a mandatory year for having that kind of charge. That's not, that's all bullshit. Okay. I thought that too. Okay. I thought I was looking in my mind. I was like, Oh, I'm doing a year at least, okay. you know? And then that's all bullshit because, you know, my lawyer played, played golf with the judge. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like all who you know. Yeah. It's all how much money you, how much money you spend and who you know and your record. Your record factors in. If you have a long, fucked up record, I don't care how good your lawyer is, it's going to make it harder for them. Okay. You know? Yeah. But if you have a good record and you're pretty clean for the most part and it's like you're technically your first offense, and it's a connected person. Yes. Yeah, you got a good chance of, you know, and I still did time. You know, I didn't get off clean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but yeah, no, that mandatory shit, maybe now they're stricter with it, but they had some kind of similar thing back then. And I knew a lot of people that got the same thing I got for okay. like similar thing. Yeah. You know, or maybe a little less, but I mean, cause I had menacing on mine too, you know, oh, I had shit. a couple of things that they ended, they ended up playing down to. Yeah, they rolled it. They rolled it all into one thing. But <clears throat> I had a couple other things that could have could have been bad had I not had a good lawyer. You know. Mm -hmm. Fuck, man. That's yeah. That's it's crazy. You talk about having a record, but you did have actual an actual record that um the hold it down record came out right before you went in there, which was crazy because yeah. it's such a great record. Yeah. And then did you guys even get my the my favorite? Out? It's your favorite. My, oh my, wow. I mean, I'm not one to like shock my own band but no. I, if, if someone had to ask me if i absolutely had to pick one right now uh in all our entire discography i i, I would probably have to the, the one that comes immediately to mind is hold it down that's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah yeah i mean that record was amazing but, too it just and it came out and you were already in there and it was like fuck man yeah every yeah, every every everything about that record is real as fuck yeah, man. <laughs> not that, not that any, not that, not that any other record wasn't. No, I know. You know, every, all our shit was authentic. You know, 100%. all our shit was always. You know, you know yeah, better man. than most. You yeah, know, all man. all our stuff is like, we 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 you know we lived it. We lived what we talked. You know, but yes, hold it down had especially was especially accurate because I mean, I was at the height of like being very street, you know, and yes. being in that street lifestyle. Yes. So it was very, very, very accurate. And then that's when you and the epitaph deal, and then that coming out, were you super bummed that it was coming out right when you're going in? You weren't even thinking about the record at that point. I was bummed. Yeah. Yeah, I was bummed, man. Yeah. Um, I was bummed, and then I just had to focus on some other shit, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was bummed. I was bummed on a few levels. I was bummed that I that I you know I had kind of sabotaged things a bit. Mm -hmm. But I was also bummed about the lineup we had. Like, they were kind of soft, man. You know, like, these guys, like, were all shook up about pretty much about everything. You know, okay. like, uh, they were scared of their own shadows, these people, you know? Okay. And I'm, obvious, and I'm obviously not talking about Hoya, yes. my road dog. I'm talking about other guys that were involved in around mm -hmm. that time. Yeah. You know, um, they were, like, scared of their own shadow. You know, like, they, they, you know, they, the fact that I had gotten in trouble, the fact that we rolled a certain way. Um, and then just, they didn't even, they weren't even road people. Mm -hmm. So it's like we were destined and we were doomed, okay. you know? So I was not just bummed about my, my, what I, you know, the part that I played in it, but I was bummed about the whole situation. You know, yeah. I was bummed about, um, these guys weren't committed and, and that's kind of really what, you know, what, what threw the monkey wrench in, 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 in ultimately because the band was still uh, uh, technically together when I went in and yeah. the plan was to come out to, for me to come out and go full steam ahead. Yeah. And then when I came out, you know, everyone was like on a different page. Gotcha. That boy. Gotcha. And so that just like bummed the whole situation out across the board and the label was in a different state of mind and you can't blame them in a lot of ways because yeah. they're like, what the fuck, man? We just put a record out and the fucking singer's in jail. What the fuck? 
fuck. You know, I don't blame him. But, 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 but I'm not saying it was cool, but I'm just saying, but lyrically and everything you said you were singing about, it made sense that, it didn't make sense, but it's not surprise. I mean, you, you were singing about, yeah. you're singing about stuff and then they put a hold it down out and then you're in jail. But like, yep. the, I mean, you're living what you're singing about. You know what I mean? Yep, so it's too like, much. Yeah, 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 <laughs> we yeah. Were too, we were too real for our own good, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Literally. And so that record, did that record, did that record, but then you tried to, you definitely toured on it when you came out of there though, right? I remember you did. Uh, uh, yeah. Try to. Um, um, brief, brief. It was like the farewell tour. The fa- um, oh, that's right. Yeah, we did like, yeah, we did a farewell tour. Fuck. When I came out, we, we realized that things were like imploding, you know? Okay. And so we, we booked a series of tours and we called it the farewell tour. And that's when Mitch came in and which, Shit. you know, Mitch, Myth ended up being in the band for, you know, 15 years or whatever. But crazy. Um, Myth came in then. Did, Rig, and, did, Riggs, uh, did Riggs come in then too? Riggs, yep. yep. And Riggs. Yep. Yeah. Oh, no, Raj. Raj. Raj did the farewell tours. Raj okay. was a guy that played with Agents of Man. He's a Jersey cat. That's that right. That's right. He was a drummer for Agents of Man. Yeah. And, um, and we, you know, we, you know, we, we got to meet him and befriended him. And, like, and then, he, you know, we threw him in there. And he did a bunch of little things with us in Europe and Japan, but um, Rig came after him. Yeah. yeah. And for the farewell Rig. tour, were you, what, 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 what was your mindset like? I'm not going to do... Not gonna it was do- over. It was yeah. a wrap. It was a wrap. Yeah. You know, and we were wild on that tour, man. We were, we were literally living like this is our last tour, mm-hmm. you know? And what, what, you know, what, what, what were your thoughts you were going to do after that? Did you, were you thinking about it? Like, I'm just going to... I had zero, I had zero thoughts. Damn. Zero. I had zero plan, zero everything. I was just like... In the moment. You know, yeah, it was weird because I, I, I mean, I was, yeah, I was like, I told you, I was doing that street shit, you know, Damn. and I had, I actually, um, during Hold It Down, I, I want to say that at one point I did have, like, I was holding down a regular job okay. and dabbling in some street stuff as well. Yeah. But then like the regular job thing just went away and then it was just like full on street shit. And then it was just like that or music, you know? Damn, and man. then it, it kind of became like, yeah, that was it. It was like, you know, for, for whatever silly reason, those were the only two choices I gave myself at that time. Yeah. Streets <laughs> and then music. so when the band and the streets are music. And once I, once I, uh, once the band ended officially, which we should have never said it was going to end. We should have just said, Hey, we're going to take a break. You know, like it was yeah. kind of silly, but we were just like, we were just like, fuck it. We're done. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then we just, then we, that's it. We backed away from that and I went full on, uh, I, I was already out by that point. So then I went full on, uh, living the, living the street lifestyle, you know, just hustling to get by. And, uh, how many years was that? Party and all this every yeah. night. Yeah. I lasted a little while, but then in that mix of that, I met Lisa and, mm. um, yeah, she kind of saved me, man. You know, cause right, right after I met her, uh, hits passed away yeah. and then Boston Mike passed away. And those are like my road dogs yes. you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, um, did that kind of wake you and up too? Did that kind of shake you up a little bit too? Yeah, like, yeah, it did, man. It did. It did wake me up. And by that point, I had started the music. I had started working a little bit again with a moving company that I used to work with on yeah. and off called Personal Touch. And so I was trying to work again. I was like, okay, let me get, let me, let me do this working thing again. And then the mu- then then Madball and Hazel Street simultaneously started happening. That's right. But then we lost our friends, you know, we lost our friends yep. right at that same exact time. Like right when everything was restarting, yep. we lost two important guys who we talked about in the Hazel Street record a bunch. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of that shit woke me up, you know, a lot of that shit woke me up. Um, and then, and, and then here we are, you know, the, the music just prevailed and family prevailed. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Lisa and then the band, yeah, shit, the music pretty much, those two, Lisa and the yeah, music really saved you, eventually man. Eventually, Lisa, and, yeah, eventually Lisa and I got married and, you know, we 
you know, stop being in that environment so much. And then, you and then know, now we have two beautiful kids. And so, you know, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. You le- yeah, you left New York, which was, I think, really good for you, too. You know what I mean? Are you, yep. you, but you, you kept yep. going back for a second. You would move and come yeah, back. Yeah, I'm, 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 you know me. I'm like, I'm back and forth. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. I'm a nomad. Yeah. <laughs> of, sort, of, of sorts, of sorts. Do you think you could live, yeah. in, New, live in New York again? Uh, yeah, I can. I mean, it, I don't know if I can afford to again. Yeah. But uh, I can, I can, I mean, there's still a good energy there. It's It's different. It's 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 gotten you know a, a, a little a little too hipstery some areas for my taste but um, there's still a good energy there it's still New York man it still has a certain vibe about it it's still the mech a lot of things yeah you probably live in Brooklyn so, right yeah, you lived in Brooklyn yeah it's yeah yeah I lived in the last place I lived in was mostly in Brooklyn in Greenpoint all yeah. throughout Greenpoint so that was kind of like my home you know? I heard that um, I heard that's like totally different too now too there's there's sections of it that are like still neighborhoods yeah um like neighborhoodish still yeah uh, but there's a lot of you know it's all that that hipster bomb sort of uh uh ground zero was williamsburg you know yeah and then it just like spread out from there and Greenpoint is immediately attached to Williamsburg. It's like right there. It's like almost the same neighborhood. So, yeah. um, of course, of course, it's going that way, too. Yeah. Um, not that I have a personal problem with hipsters. Don't, I just, it's, it's, it's just everything that comes with it. Like, you totally. know, like, uh, you know, n- now there's like all these the Whole Foods and everything. And I shop at Whole Foods, mind you. But yeah. still. It's like all these, like these little neighborhoods that used to just be like cool neighborhoods, mom and pop now have Dunkin' Donuts and Whole Foods. It's like, yeah. and it just comes with that whole culture. So it's totally. like, it's, on one hand, it's cool because the city's, in, you know, safer and improving in some areas, but like, it's also like takes away from the grid. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it doesn't feel like the same scary city. It doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't have that vibe to it when you go yeah. there. When you yeah, go it's there. a weird, it's a, it's a, it's a weirder place now. It's a different place, but I mean, I could live there again and I certainly, Never know. I might. You might see me there again. You know, I, 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 I love that place. But yeah, um, where I'm at now is is laid back and chill, and it's and it makes more sense for, for both financially and yes. family wise. Yes, you know. Yes, it's just it's just more laid back and more affordable, and just like I can I can take care of my family better, and and, and family. There's other family around, so yeah. Your whole family's out there. It's awesome, and also and also yeah. But they're they're in they're in the same state, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're deep. They're deep out here. Yeah. Um, we talked about it, but I guess like I never found the recording of it. But we definitely talked. I know you hate the word foodie, but like you, you're definitely a food person. Like you're not just some guy that settles for like uh, even on tour. Like you find the best restaurant. Like you find. I'm not sure if you liked it with coffee. That's how rusty is. But like. You're very yeah. a food person. Like, you really like... I'm a coffee snob, too. Okay. <laughs> Ask Rusty, I'm a coffee snob, too. I'm not as bad as him. I'm not as bad as him. Okay. Um, but food shit. I'm not as bad as him. Yeah, food I am, man. You know, over the years, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I just... You know, I ate, like, shit like the rest of us when we were younger. You know, we all used to eat mm-hmm. garbage, you know, running around in the city, pizza, yep. this, that. Yeah. The hot dog. You know, well, you know, ramen noodle. You know, it's like... You eat garbage when you're a kid. I mean, I ate good food growing up because my mom cooked really good Cuban food, so I was lucky there. Yeah. So my mom was a good, a good, uh, a good chef, a good cook. She really made certain dishes really well. So I was fortunate in the Cuban cuisine department. Nice. Um, but I really my my palate was only was limited. You know, like I didn't, uh. I didn't know a lot of other cuisines. And then obviously Italian became a big one, you know, living in New York, yeah, being around that culture, being around friends that are, you know, Italian background, being in those neighborhoods that became a next, you know, and then that kind of started to open me up to a lot of things, Indian food. And then mm. I don't know, it was like slow at first, you know, but at one point I just started becoming more like, you know, and it was probably happened with Lisa, you know, her and I, just started going to better places to eat yeah. and 
we switch we switch from like shopping you know generic stuff to like organic stuff yeah um and so that sort of helped because now we know quality versus quantity you know no totally um, yeah and, and like and like you know non-gmo i mean we've you know we've been shopping like organic and non-gmo all that shit like for a long time yeah now, you, you have know? obviously weren't the first people to do it. I mean, there was a whole, you know, people have been doing that forever, but, yeah. but it still wasn't as trendy as it is now. Um, but like we've been, you know, not to say we're vegan and all that, you know, who knows that might be a step later in the future, but we still, you know, we still eat protein. We still eat meat and whatever else. And I was, you know, fish, I'm more of a fish guy than anything, but, um, yeah, you know, you're conscious of what you put you know, in your body. You're conscious, but yeah. we're conscious. You know, I mean, could we be better? Yeah, of course. And then on the road, it's, hard. it's rough because you know how the road is. You it's know, really you, just, you 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 you're working with whatever is in your environment. You know, so you gotta like you gotta really work. But basically, yeah, we are conscious of what we put in, and 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 so and that's one part of it. But just in general, eating out, I try to find places that have like more quality ingredients, yeah. cleaner food, yeah, and just better tasting, better food, yeah. You know, so yeah. I mean, I guess if that if that makes me a foodie, then so be it. But do you cook, do you I cook just, food? Do you cook a lot? Hell yeah, we cook a lot. We cook all our kids, uh, our, all all the meals at home. I mean, we still eat out from time to time. Um, but you cook because we enjoy the whole. Yeah, yeah, I cook. At least I cook. We both cook. What is what is some shit? What is some what is like your best shit you cook? Oh what, man, like I don't shit? know, man. I, <laughs> Look, what's, what's, the your, best stuff I cook? what's your shit like you love making you kill it I kill everything I make man I'm a fucking <laughs> chef <laughs> watch out watch out tall Ronan watch out chef tall yeah Ronan's watch coming. out tall no I, I honestly wish I could tall shout out to tall he's the man best. what a great guy yeah great chef Crossroads. but more importantly more, more importantly a great human yes um I would love to learn from tall man I would love to see, I actually hit him up all the time I'm nice. like, hey, how do I make a gluten-free, um, dairy-free, this and that? Because my nice. dog, my house is pretty, my house is pretty much dairy and gluten-free. Sick. Um, like I do oat milk for my coffee and yeah, shit like fuck that. With that yeah. Um, yeah, I fuck with that. Um, so good. But because uh, dairy, you know, we all know that's not really good for you anymore. Nah. I mean, there's a lot of shit that's not good for you, but there's some things that are not good for you that we still partake in. But anyway. Um, we try, you know, we try, we mm -hmm. make an effort, but it's actually also because of my daughter, my daughter has allergies to some of the shit that's terrible for you, which is maybe to, for her, for the best for her. I don't know. Yeah. Like she has a strong dairy allergy and a strong gluten allergy. Wheat. Okay. Uh, and so my house is pretty much dairy free, gluten free. And then, so we work with that, you know, like yeah. we do pasta, we use brown rice brown rice pasta awesome um and and it's delicious you would never know the difference we've made pasta dishes for people and then they, they don't know the difference between regular durham wheat whatever italian pasta <laughs> versus this brown rice pasta they don't know the difference that's sick you know yeah you know but it's all the sauce it's all how you make the sauce you know and and, and everything else you know but no we we, we do okay man I, I i i like cooking and lisa enjoys cooking and and we enjoy uh, doing cooking for our kids because we know what they're getting. We know it's organic. We know it's made by us. Uh, we use the best olive oil. We use like yeah. the best ingredients, you know? Healthy so, shit, yeah. Yeah, healthy shit. You know, at least we try, you know? Uh, we still eat meat. So uh, that, that's, that. you know, there's arguments on both sides of that, but, you know, it's probably not the best. But we also don't eat it like in abundance either, you know? So yeah. it's like... You make Cuban food Moderation. too. You cook Cuban food. Hell yeah, beans. Actually, Lisa makes better black beans than I do. Oh shit! That's kind of a shame. I'm kind of ashamed to say that. And I'm the Cuban <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. She just has a she just has a way of making them where it's like she kills it. You make it. Um, you make it. I'm sure you're a good Italian food cooker for some reason. I don't know why. I I am. Yeah. I am. I do good good Italian stuff. Hanging out with stigma. Uh, yes. Lisa does as well, though, man. It's it's crazy and. and and you know we learn every day. You know we try, we experiment, and uh, try to try to expand so the kids don't get bored with stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and yeah, but but yeah, but with the whole foodie thing, yeah, man, I, I've become 
a bit of a food snob. And just, I guess it's part of just growing up, yeah. you know, growing up and, and getting sick of eating garbage all the time yeah. on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, some people just don't mind it, but I'm of, I'm of the school of like, I want to find quality, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, even in a, even in a weird, uh, small town small or village town or something. Yeah. 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 You like anywhere, see, you, you, you know? see, you seek it out and you, and you take a mission to go there, right? To get there. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? What's the best place around here? It doesn't have to be like Michelin starred or whatever. It could be like mom and pop, but just quality ingredients, like local, like clean, you know, and in Europe, you know, a lot of stuff bio, you know, which is organic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you get lucky out there, man. You find some real gems. Yeah, you know? Rusty does it too. He scouts it out every day. He'll walk 10 miles in yeah. a blizzard for like the best cup of coffee. Oh, Rusty's wow. He's next level. <laughs> He's next level. I thought I, I was like, in the hardcore shit, I thought I was like, yeah, I, you know, I don't know that a lot of the hardcore kids, you know, bands do this kind of shit mm-hmm. that I do. But like, then I discovered Rusty is, 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 is the same way, but next level. Really, you know? dude. I know, man. He's he's like, next level. You know, he's scouting. But, but he's, I, I'm the same with. Co- go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead, bud. I'm sorry. I was gonna say he's scouting out coffee for the Persistence Tour in January. He's already finding coffee spots in every mean, of those cities, yeah, bro. Yeah, he's crazy. Like that's what I mean. Next level. Like I haven't thought about. I don't even know what the next city is that I'm going to right yeah. now. You know, it's like this motherfucker's got a map with like coffee spots, little <laughs> little does, little fucking dude. pins little pins where the coffee spots are, you know, it's like, he's crazy. It makes him happy though. It's like he, every day he looks forward to it. So it's like, gives him something, you know, during the day to do. Oh, and, yeah. I'm grateful for it because I'll hit him up sometimes. Yeah. Like, Yo, what, you know, if we're in the same town or like yeah. we're rolling up somewhere where we're going to be together or something or, you know, I'll be like, Yo, what's the spot over here? Or he'll tell me sometimes, Hey, try this spot when you're in this city, you know, mm-hmm. um, coffee connoisseur. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, I like. Yeah, I love coffee, man. I love. I've come, you know, like I have a nice coffee machine at my house. And shout out to James Coffee. Yeah, James Kennedy. Kennedy. Coffee. Yes, I drink uh, James Coffee exclusively at my house. Damn, is thanks that good. To my, thanks right. to my thanks to well, it's because it's that that good. Yeah, it's that good. It's responsibly sourced. It's. It, I know that my my buddy is getting it from a good place yes quality yeah and also he looks out for me man he takes care of me like i, I he's too he's too kind man but it's like amazing coffee anyone that's ever tried it they're like oh this coffee's great and that's all that's all i have in my house is james coffee exclusively he'll be psyched he'll be psyched to know that too i just started drinking coffee yeah. like this year so I drink. Oh yeah, it's making me crazy that makes me so jittery and fucking i get so yeah you're pumped. not a coffee guy no yeah but it makes me want that to do push-ups. Me. I try to bang like a hundred push-ups on coffee, get so hyped, and then I gotta take a shit, then take a nap, kind of. You know, I get all fucked oh, up. Oh, does it make you want to shoot a rope? Because <laughs> it seems like that'd be like the exact thing that would make that happen. I'm, I'm, I'm getting used to now, but I love how it makes me feel. I get so fucking hyped. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It, it, it's. I know, like too much of it, like anything, is not good. But like. So I try to like keep it to like one or two a day. On a crazy day, I'll do three. Does it affect you um, though? Does the caffeine affect you? You think anymore? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm like, I need my coffee in the morning. I'm got like, you. I'm that dude. You know, got like, you. I got to get up. I'm like, first thing, coffee, and then we'll talk about whatever else. Yeah, you that know? was good. that was gonna be like, one of my questions. I asked you, like, what is your daily ritual? Is that like the first part of your daily ritual? Coffee. Is coffee? Okay. Yeah, I don't even eat right away. I don't eat right away. I, I'll, I'll have coffee, and I, I sometimes don't even eat until like noon or something. You know, like, mm. um. Yeah, yeah, I do that intermittent fasting, but yeah, like, I love that. I love that. Unintent, unintent, you know, like I don't, I didn't even intend to do it. I just kind of becomes how it is, you know. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's uh, coffee's coffee's good shit. <laughs> it's, it's hard to, I can't imagine not having it. I mean, I think I've, you know, I see myself quitting drinking beer or shit before I drink quit drinking coffee just because, well, beer is a lot way probably way worse for you in the long term and. I just, I don't know. I can't imagine not having a coffee in the morning. So yeah. So that's your, that's your main daily <laughs> ritual. That's your main daily ritual you do every day without a doubt. Yeah. And it is a ritual, man. It's like you grind it up. Cause I have one of those little at home machines. Yeah. Lisa got me for one of my birthdays. Yeah. And it's like, actually Dave Kennedy put her on to that machine. Cause it's like affordable, but like a really good machine for yeah. like a house, you know, like small. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, man, you grind it. I put the beans in, it grind, you grind it up, you know, put the clean water in there, and, and, and it's a whole process. I get my steam up, my oat milk, Sick. and then uh, and then it's on. It's on and popping. <laughs> do you um? Do you do you do you, do you, do you train every day? What, what's like a what's like a day in the life? Of I Fred, don't. Freddie Mab. What's a day in the life of Freddie Mabbo when you're off tour? You know what? I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you that I drank my coffee, go out, run a bunch of miles, fucking <laughs> swim in the Atlantic Ocean, and do all this shit. But but I honestly I don't, and that's like gonna that's that's something I'm striving to get back. I mean, I'll do my little push ups, and yeah. uh, you know, I'll hit the. I do. I got a couple of little things that I try to do to stay, but really I stay active with my kids. I'm very hands totally. on with my kids. So like yep. running around and throwing them around and like playing games with them keeps me active. Totally. And then doing the band and doing the band is like my main, uh, exercise, but I have to find another outlet as well. Like I'm starting to get back into boxing training, you know, like yep. hitting the bag and stuff like that. So that's kind of, I want that to become my regimen, you know, more so like, I got to get back into like an actual uh, workout besides, you know, uh, doing the, doing mad ball on stage, you know? Yeah. Um, your cardio. That's great. Cardio. Yeah. Yeah, you, you go hard. Well, on yeah. Stage. And you know, yeah. we're not getting younger, you know? So yeah. we, I want to, you know, you want to stay, you want to stay fit, you know, and, and bones are getting rickety So, you know, you got to like strengthen up. You yeah. Know? Do you stretch, so, you stretch when you, before you play and stuff, you do stretching. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. I do. I stretch. Not, not, not great. I'm not the best stretcher, but I stretch out. Yeah. You know, I do a little, I do some stretches and, you know, try to get a little flexible. And you, and you, and you, and you pretty um, much, I, you pretty much run the band. You're like the manager, basically. Is it just you that takes care of all the shit mostly? I am. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time. It's crazy to think that. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. It's crazy to think that because back in the days I used to hate that part of it. Like I, I didn't want to be involved in like the business side or anything. And like, you Me know too. how that goes. Yeah, man. And, uh. But, like, I had to be that guy because, you know, all the responsible people uh, ended up moving on with their lives. And then it was, like, this void. And then it was, like, we had friends that were helping us that did a great job. But then they moved on with their lives. So, it was yep. like, somebody has to fill that void. And it's, like, yo, you know, um, it's our band, of course. But it's my ba- You know what I mean? It's something it's that your, I've been doing since I was a little kid. It's your, it's your you passion. Know, so it's, like, it's your passion. It's your life. And it's, it's like. It's my passion. But it's also my, you know, it's, like. You know, this thing was, you know, it's my thing. I got to fucking make sure that yes. it's, it, it, we, we do it the right way, you know? It's well-oiled and it runs and everything. And it's like, when you, I've had a bunch yeah. of managers too, and you realize that like, nobody gets shit done faster than you get shit done for your own band. And you, and it's, and at this That's point right. you have the connections and the business relationships that you made on your own from all the years of being in the band. And you don't need somebody yeah. coming in there that's going to fucking take a percent and then take fucking longer. Like, you want shit done now. I know exactly how it feels. You're very hands-on. And you want to get shit done. Yeah, man. It's like... Well, you want to get it done and you want to make... And, and, you know, and you learn along the way. I mean, I've made some wrong decisions, some bad decisions. I've, yeah. you know, made some poor choices. Like, with anything in life, you know, you learn. But I've also learned good business tactics. And I've also... You know, I've learned a lot and from other people, you know, that I've totally. dealt with, like people from labels that I ended up becoming friendly with, managers that I ended up becoming, yep. you know, tighter with. And like you when you get into that business realm, and I hate to say that because people might get bummed to hear like that there's a business side to this, but there has to be a it business has to side be, to this man. because I can't go up to my uh, I can't go to Wells Fargo and say, hey. I'm pretty good at jumping around like a moron on stage. So can I skip my mortgages this month? You know, <laughs> it's so that true. Doesn't happen, you I know? know. And and I'm not the Rolling Stones where like, Oh, let me open up my mail. Oh, look, there's a fucking $3 million check. That's from, uh, Word. you know, BMG Word. ain't happening. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta become kind of savvy about your yeah. shit and, and, and be on top of your business. And I actually find things about it that are enjoyable. Like, yeah. you know, for a person that never liked that side of it, I actually got to, you know, you know, there's things about it that I like, you know, because I, because I, I it's in our own best interest, you know, it's like, I'm totally. trying to, I, I, it's for, it's, it's, you know, it's for the, for the team. So it's like, you know, nobody's going to try to, nobody's going to do a better job than you, if, especially if you, have somewhat of an idea of what you're doing and a goal and a vision, you know? But especially at this point, this is like your career. You've been doing this for fucking over 25 years, it longer is. than that. And so like, this is your, this is what you do. 
And like people, this is our people career, man. This yeah, exactly, is, exactly. People yeah. don't understand. Like, you can still have fun and and be you and be real and and these are your lyrics and yep. this is where you live and also make money from it. Doesn't doesn't make anything. It's just this is what you do. And people have to try to figure out, like, separate oh. that. I don't know. No, I no, I have to make money from. It. I mean, it's actually scary sometimes because you know how it is. We we live check by check, and it's yep. like, you know, it gets scary. Like if you know, I try to take a lot of time off to be with my family because I want to watch my kids grow up. Yes, but it's like. I get to a point sometimes where I'm like, man, we're in the red. I got to go out there and play some shows because mm. I got to, we got to eat, you know, yeah. it, 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 you know, but you know, hopefully along the way we pick up some other revenue streams and, 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 and connected to, 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 to what we do. And like, you know, you know, we just keep doing what we do and, you know, we, I got a few ideas, a couple other tricks up my sleeve too, you know, but like, yeah, man, this is, this is, this is, uh, it's essential that we make money doing this. It's no longer just about having fun, which it is about having fun and, and, and getting something out of, uh, you know, out of your system. But it's also, it's important that you come home and you're able to take care of your family. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And do you try to balance when you're home? Like I'm going to spend this much hours on mad ball stuff today. Then I'm going to be, my, then, then I have to be back in dad mode. Like you try to balance it all in your home. I'm sure. Man, my, my, uh, I probably, the ratio is probably way more in favor of family than, than work or business, you know, yeah. or, or, or Madball. Yeah. You know, which maybe I might have to, you know, balance that out a little more too. Cause sometimes I just, I take, you know, I switch off and I, and I'm in dad mode, but then I got to remember that I'm not only just performing with Madball, like I'm running the shit. So yeah, I got to switch back in. I got to switch back into fucking, Madball manager mode kind of shit, yeah. you know. And, and I and, and I do I do pretty good at it. I've I've managed to I've managed to 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 find a to find a method, you know, in in all of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, it, it's 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 not an easy task. But I, I'm grateful at the same time for the freedom that that it allows me, and like yes. you know, my job allows me a lot of freedom when I am home, and like because when you're home, you're I home. Run my own. You're off. Yeah, yeah, I run my own business, so I don't do any tour I don't want to do. Yep. And I do, you know, but you still have to work a certain amount. You guys, like, and you guys, yeah. And it's not just, yeah, and it's just just about me. I'm thinking, boy, I'm thinking everybody yep. else, you know, they're looking. Everyone has bills and kids and whatever, so it's like we have to work to, like, take care of ourselves, you know? So yeah. um, I can, so I, I just I just have to balance it out, you know? It's a balancing act. You've been doing a really good well, job doing that, though, balancing family and that. Thanks, it's, it's, it's very hard. Yeah, you as well, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. one of the last questions is I always ask people, are you, are you okay. optimist or are you pessimist? But I pretty much know. I think you I think you asked me, but I'm, I, I want to say optimist. Um, I, I have pes pessimistic moments um, where I go, you know, and, I, and I'm thinking like the worst, you know, even health-wise, whatever. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, something happens i automatically i'm like oh i'm i'm dying you know what i'm saying like yeah i have I, yeah, and you can relate to that right? oh hell yeah hypochondriac i know you're a super hypochondriac you got me beat yeah <laughs> um yeah so but you know like like anyone you know you got your shit you know you everyone has their anxieties and their things and whatever but like so you go through these you know waves and these moments you know in these phases where i think everyone goes through these pessimistic phases and moments and especially I, I with the way the planet is right if, now the government all that shit dude it's so hard yeah you to. wouldn't be you wouldn't be human if you didn't too, yeah. you know it's like it's part of the human condition you know what i mean it's yeah. like um but overall i like to say i'm optimistic because you know i have a lot to live for you know mm -hmm. i've done pretty good considering the hands i you know the hand I was dealt yep. in, in certain areas, yep. you know, but I've seen people that were dealt way worse hands as well. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm also lucky too, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. could have gone a lot of different ways in my life. My life could have, you know, the, the crossroads, you know, I could have turned the wrong down the wrong street, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think, uh, I've been fortunate in, 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 in the area of music and also in the area of family and like, you know, so I, uh, I'm very grateful and yeah. I, and I try to be optimistic about, you know, all that stuff and about, yeah. you know, the future of, of both, you know, family and music and all of it, you know, it's like, yeah. so yeah, I would say optimistic, you know, 
I love, I love, and I love that you're like not on social media. Like you're totally off the grid. I love that so much. Yeah. That you just do your thing, and like you've always been like that. Just <laughs> a very, I mean, pretty private. Well, got, you know, pretty private. You know, so. I am. I am. You know that. I don't have my own. I, I mean, Madball has uh, an IG. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have guys that help me with that, but sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, like those guys are also busy and they have a life, so like yeah. I gotta like handle it too. You know, I gotta get yeah. on there and like get active. And that comes with the territory, comes with the job. Yeah. And I don't mind it, you know, like it's cool. I appreciate that people are checking in and like yeah. seeing what we're up to and like yeah. it's cool for that thing, you know, it's like that's the cool part of like social media and yeah. like uh internet is like the communication aspect. But there's there's like, also there's a dark there's a that. dark negative side too that yeah, it's it's all Yeah, the totally yeah, right. the herb shit, you yeah. know, the the fucking keyboard warrior shit yeah. and all that fake shit. Yeah. You know, but we all know that's all bullshit too. Exactly. You know, those are the same people that never show them fa- their face in the fucking show or anywhere. You know what 100%. I mean? So it's like 100%. It's like You know what, man? You have zero credibility in life. So I'm not even going to speak on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, uh, but yeah, that, that's the, you know, there's always a dark side to all, to everything. But um, the upside is that, man, you know, you can post something and somebody in Indonesia will see it in like seconds. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's cool. It's cool. So yeah. there, there's things, there's things about it that are cool. You know, you inform people on what you're up to, you know, and, uh, but I, I don't get off on it like some people do. Yep. Like, I don't need pats on my back. Yep. Like, I don't need, like, reaffirmation. Like, I don't need, you know, like, I, yep. I'm not in it for that reason. I'm yep. in it strictly, I'm in it strictly to, like, communicate with people that are supporting what we do and, yep. like, like that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need any other kind of attention, really. Like, and, and, and I am private. Like, I, 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 I am private about, like my family and like my shit, you know, I love that, you know, I'll, you know, I'll speak on certain things in interviews, but like, you know, you know, I'm not going to give you my address in my house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Dude, Freddie, do you fuck with any Netflix? You have any Netflix shows you're watching right now? Anything you're fucking with? Netflix. Yeah. Um, um, like a um what was the last show? thing I watched on Netflix? Um, I love all, I love a lot of shit, man. I, I everything from documentaries to yeah. like, if it's a cool show, like even that Stranger Things show, that was awesome. Great. Like um, um, all the narco stuff, you know, I'm into all that. So sick. Um, that's like a gift. That's like a given. That's a given. Um, yeah, I fuck with a lot of Netflix shit. I saw that Dave Chappelle uh, so stand up recently. That's a Netflix shit. Awesome. Fucking amazing. I love dude. Dave Chappelle. He's fucking. He he's crushed everybody, dude. It was so good. He man. killed it. He's 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 so smart. Such a fucking talent, man. He's what, great. What about the new um, the new Wu series on uh, Hulu? Is really good. Man. Yeah, I fuck with that. You, I mean, you know, I'm a hip hop kid. Yeah. You know, so like anything hip hop, anything like that, I fuck with. Um, uh, I like all kinds of shit, man. I watch that show. This is us. You know, the show. This is love, us. That, love shit. that. I get super emo watching That's that my shit. shit. Yo, oh, Freddie, yeah. tell me. Yeah, I like a little, <laughs> like a little bit. You fuck with this is us. I love that shit, dude. It's so I good, love man. That shit. It's Hell so yeah. heavy, man. It fucks me up every time, yeah. man. Hey, G- hey, G's have feelings too. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> it hits home, man. It does, Yo, it hits, dude. It, it talks about family, I like know. Uh, fucking, uh, you know, everything. You know, happy, sad, all the fucking. Traumatic shit, you know that happens in life. It's, like, re- it's uh, brutal, man. It's, sometimes it's just really, really. It's a really fucking cool show. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a really cool show. But I, I mess with everything, everything from like crazy violent shit to like family shit to like everything, man. I, I'm pretty open minded, like with music, you know, with that. And what, and what about your politic game? You follow politics at all? You pay attention to it? I hate politics. I hate politicians. Word. Um, I, I only got blinded a little bit, like when Obama came like yeah. i like the idea of a different face i like the idea of someone other than some old white fucking mm-hmm. you know uh pedophile as like the pre- face of the you know mm-hmm. presidency you know yeah and like i like the idea of obama i like the idea and 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 he's a very smart dude and yep. spoke well and was like current and like cool I, 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 and so I kind of was riding with him at that point because I just wanted something different. But like in the end, he's a politician. Yes. 
he's in the government, you know, he bows down to the money like a lot of people do. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's all the same game. So it I just sucks, stay away man. from politics and religion. Mm. All that shit is all corrupt and fucked up. You know, it's all corrupted by the green and, and, and power and greed. And, yeah. and that's it. That, that's my stance on it. Very short and sweet. I mean, you're, but you're, you know? you're raised Catholic though, right? I was raised Catholic, but Me too. I don't claim it anymore, man. Yeah. I don't claim I mean, I, I have Catholic tattoos. I have, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know what's up. Yeah. And there's things, things about the culture that I respect, but ultimately, like, organized religion just, you know, separates people, like, you know, and, 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 and uh, there's nothing wrong with the faith part of it. And it, if it, like, makes you strive to be, like, positive or a better person, that's yeah. great. But I just don't like the money politics of it and like and like uh, the power that's given to, you know, basically, you know, people that that, that shouldn't have that much power. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, and that happens with politics, government, and that happens with religion. You know, and that happens mm-hmm. with a lot of other shit, too. Yeah. But it's yeah, that's my stance on it, man. I love I, that. I'm a, I'm a rebel, dude. You know, we're, we're hardcore kids for a reason. You know, we're rebels. We're not fucking politicians, you know? Yeah. Well, I love that. Well, fuck, we covered a lot of shit this time. This is this is our part two, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Um, awesome. I'm sure we're gonna have Look a part, part five, three, part three, and part four, and, <laughs> and four, and then five. And so, pe- and, soon. and so, people are asking since last week, "What's up with the Hazen Street?" And you had mentioned on the original one that there is a song, a couple of songs floating around, some songs you did vocal for. If Freddie actually sent yep. me this track, that was really awesome already. I remember you sent me that a little while back. So there's definitely something we yep. could do, man. We we've been talking about even if it's just an EP or something or you know, yeah. So that's something that people, I played, a, lot, a lot of people, are asking about. I played that track for Mackie too, real quick, and he was oh, nice. It, so. All right, cool. Yeah. So I think we can make do an EP or something, man, and see where it goes. You know. I agree, and people want it, and I think it's it's perfect time because the records, the other one's so fucking over. I don't know, you two thousand three that came out, two thousand four, fifteen yeah, it, years ago. It's, it's been, fucking crazy, man. It, it's been a while, brother. It's been a while. We gotta. We got to revisit that. And I love that record. So proud of that record. I love that people still hit me up. Same about here. My it. kids love it. Oh, that's awesome. My kids man. love it. Yeah, I got to. I got to keep. Crazy. I to keep it one hundred. Max told me the other day, he's like, "I love Hazen Street better than any of your other shit." So, Max, like, uh, he, he grew up on that shit too. That, he's like, "I like it better than H 2 I'm like, "Cool." That's awesome. Yeah. So like. That's awesome. My it, kids love it too, man. And Lisa like had me play it for them, and like they asked for me to put it on. They're like, "Put that on. Put Hazen Street oh, on." It's, it's amazing. I'm yeah, so proud. Like so I don't proud even of shove it so, down their throats. I'm so proud of that record. And yeah, we should definitely do more. I love I love playing those songs live still too. It's fucking a blast, man. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. It's 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 a great time, man. We you know the energy you and I, yeah, and the whole band. It's it's it's, it's awesome. Well, fuck, man. All right, well, Freddie, thank yeah. you again for your time. I love All you, right, man. Thanks for being a part of my life. I man. love you too, man. I, I love you too. Hopefully, I'll see you out there somewhere soon, probably on the west. All right, brother. All right, take care. Bye, brother. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to the next one.